podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, episode 644. Today we're going to talk to Crystal de Blasio. I'll get it out. Um, part one of three parts. And we're going to talk uh, about um, practice planning and practice drills and some great insights. Uh, but before we do that, big two big shout outs, Dr. Dish. Uh, mention uh, Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $350 off that sh- next shooting machine, all about the home version. And even even more important, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, it's been rough. It's this pandemic's been hard on all of us. Um, if there's a way that you could help us out, come over and join teachhoops.com. We would appreciate it. You know, we've been putting this podcast on since 2014 or 15. Um, and teachhoops.com allows me to do that. It's, it's a great resource. It's something I would have wanted as, as a coach. It's not only a community, it's not only resources, um, it's mentorship. I mean, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you through these uncharted waters. So go over and check it out and um, hope you enjoy. Let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 8,842. I don't even know what it is, Coach. It's over 600. I have lost track. It's a, <laughs> I don't know. There was a point where, you'll love this, there was a point where I decided I'm going to do this five days a week, and then I started it, people liked it, and I can't stop now. Now if I stop, so yeah. I know you started your new one. If you ever go more than once a week, just know that once you've set that pattern, it's not going away. Okay. Um, the, the editing. Um, so, Coach, I'm going to have, Chris, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, kind of give your summary of your basketball experience. That's usually the way I do this. So, what I say is kind of give your basketball journey where you started where you ended um you know what you're doing now um and then uh we'll go we're gonna you and i we're gonna talk about some practice planning i think which will be really cool because people always have questions about that and then we'll we'll see wherever whatever road we'll go down the record is two hours and 48 minutes don't think we'll get there tonight because i'm gassed but that is the record for my podcast (laughs) (laughs) so we will not beat that record that was actually about three weeks ago so we won't beat that one but um we'll see we'll we'll see how far this goes all right go ahead coach sorry okay so um like every kid uh, I grew up playing I played all the sports I I mean literally everything swimming soccer baseball basketball golf tennis whatever I was always a kid with a ball in my hand doing something one of the things I specialized at is I always knew all the rules and all the strategies to all the games because I wasn't the best athlete. So if I figure if I knew all that, that would help me compete. And it did for a long time until I got to high school with basketball where I grew up in New Jersey. We have one of the best public high school basketball teams in the state of New Jersey for 40 years. I was not playing on the team. Right. It was never an option. It was never a, a thing. Um, but I always, uh, you know, always studied strategies of sports and everything. Got out of college, kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I'd done some video production work. My uncle was friends with the athletic director of the University of Kentucky at the time, C.M. Newton, who was big in college basketball for a long time. (laughs) A very long time, yes. Yes. And so (laughs) my uncle said, I'll call C.M. He'll give you an internship. 
This is the way my uncle was. I go, well, how's he going to give me? He's not worrying about it. He called CM. I went out, drove out to Kentucky. He gave me an internship doing video for Kentucky Basket, helping out with the video. That was my first job out of college working for the University of Kentucky men's basketball. That's a pretty good, good, that's a good start. Like, how, like I was thinking about retiring after that. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was in Rupp Arena every day. Like, that was my job. So I uh, worked there for a year, interning with the video department. Uh, Who was the head coach? The head coach was Tubby Smith. Uh, worked there for a year, then got hired as the uh, video coordinator and, and uh, advanced scouting director for the University of South Carolina basketball program with uh, Eddie Fogler was the coach. Okay. Worked, worked one year for Coach Fogler. He, he, uh, he retired. Then Dave Odom took over. He came over from Wake Forest uh, after coaching Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress and all those great teams in the 90s. Why, do you, why do you think he left Wake Forest? He had the best team he was ever going to have at Wake Forest. You know what I mean? Once Tim Duncan leaves, you're never going to have that team again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, because I, I think that I consider that a parallel move. Well, it was a public school, so it had a little bit more money to okay. offer him, a public institution rather than Wake that Wake. was private. Yeah. So okay. uh, wor- worked with Coach Odom for seven years. He retired, and then I worked one year for Darren Horn, who okay. came over from Western Kentucky. Then after that, I started coaching high school basketball with a friend of mine in, in Columbia, South Carolina, at Ridgeview High School for two years. Then I moved back to New Jersey, where I'm from. And I coached freshman basketball at Creskill High School for four years. One year there as the JV coach. Then I moved on to Saddlebrook High School, where I was the freshman coach for four years. And then this past season, I took over as the varsity coach at Saddlebrook. And you're from Jersey. That's I'm why you went Jersey. home. Okay. Yeah. You're you're in the you're in the heat. You're in the middle of the, you're middle of the COVID central over there. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm five miles from New York City. Yeah, where we are. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. My nephew lives in New York. My, my brother's got a place in New York, and he's living there right now. Yeah. And he's been locked down for like five weeks. Yeah, I just hit six weeks today. And do you go to the grocery store? Yeah, about once a week. Okay, that's about what we do. Yeah. That's crazy. But that's really about it, you know? And then, so why did you, did you not want to stay in the college game? Did you not want to try to work that way? Or did you, how, how did it, how did it work? To, First of all, at least the warmth of South Carolina, but more importantly to leave the college game. Because it is different. People ask me that all the time about the college. It's, it's a grind. It's a total grind. I was lucky that for 10 years, I basically, you know, I was Kentucky for one year and then South Carolina for basically nine years. So for 10 years, I was pretty centrally located. Then it was going to be time to start being a vagabond, which is what college athletics can be like. A friend of mine's dad got the head coaching job at the University of Wyoming, and he went there to be an assistant right as I left South Carolina, and he called me up and he said, Chris, I'm going to ask you this one time. Do you want to come to Laramie and work with us? And I said, Jeremy, I love you. I love your dad. No, I don't want to move to Wyoming. You know, because then it's Wyoming. And and if you say that, when you you say that at the college game, you're done. Like – because the way to the way to the way to move your way, you got to go every. You got to be willing to every two or three years to be willing to move. Right, and that's what I wasn't. I kind of right. you know some family things and things yep. like that. I was like, nope, that's not what I want. Do you uh, you, you do stand up? I do do stand up. Did often. I tell you that? How did you know that? Uh, I do my research. I used to do stand up a long time ago. Did 20, you really? Oh, it was a long time. Twenty five years ago, maybe. I think you said that in one of the emails. Yeah. I did. Um, so do you still do that? And you, I, do, I, mean, I did a I show last. I did a Zoom show last Saturday night. Really? How does that work? I just sit here and tell jokes, and there's people. There was about thirty five people with cameras on, laughing and sitting in their living room. It was odd. I tell people. I tell. I tell people when people laugh, it's all. It's as good as like coaching when the crowd goes wild. 
There's a it's mm-hmm. a drug. Well, my team was two and twenty three this year, so the crowd never really went wild. <laughs> so you never you never got that feeling. No, <laughs> but you're you're close to the mecca. Yes, and uh, when we were at South Carolina, we played in the NIT semifinals and finals three times. We actually won it twice. So I've been I actually coached the high school game there when I was coaching in South Carolina. The guy that I worked for was a coach that always thinks outside the box, and he called up, and we had to pay like $3,000 to play a scrimmage the morning before the preseason NIT that used to go on around Thanksgiving. So it was us and another team from South Carolina flew up here, stayed in hotels, and got to play on the garden floor with our high school. Do you have HBO? Do you watch Barry? Oh, it's a stand-up. You haven't seen the stand-up thing on HBO? No. Oh, my God. You got to watch it. It basically, yeah, you'll... I'll I'll send it to you and it's I think okay. it's Barry it's I don't know or maybe it's not Barry that's a different one. There's a stand-up comedian that basically has a show on HBO and it's his how he basically works his way up through stand-up and okay oh it's hilarious I'll I'll get it for you it's not Barry Barry's a different show but it's on HBO very funny okay let's talk practice plans why don't you share your screen with me when when we set a practice plan uh, like a lot of people we always like to have some sort of thought of the day are you seeing this I am okay. We always like to have some thought of the day. And then my kids are so clueless that I have to explain who George Hallis is. Uh, you know, <laughs> they don't have a clue. You know, I'll put a Vince Lombardi quote up there. They don't know who Vince Lombardi is. So, so we'll go over sort of the thought of the day and who this person was and why they said it. And then this year we decided uh, as a coaching staff that we were going to have a 45-minute period at the beginning of practice that was exactly the same Every single day. And so it was how, many minutes of that? how many minutes? A 45-minute period. That was the exact same every day where we worked on uh, toughness, ball handling, and conditioning, basically. Okay. And they were the exact same drills? The exact same drills every day. So we'd start off with a, the kids had a stretching routine that we showed them. And during that routine, we would call that's the mindset time. That's when I'd walk around. Assistant coaches would walk around, kind of talk to the kids what's been going on, you know, kind of get ready, get them in, in the mood for practice, in the, in the mode of uh, thinking about practice. And then they would jog a couple of laps, five laps, five to eight laps around the court. Again, just kind of get the blood flowing, get into it. And then we would do this loose ball and charge drill, which we believe was going to develop our toughness throughout the year. Okay, can you, show me, can you show me what that looks like? I can. It's actually a Shaka Smart drill. Okay. It's, it's called a multiple effort, he calls it. And this is him. Is this on the full screen for it you? It is. It's perfect. Okay. What's going to happen? He's standing here in front of this guy, Shaka Smart. And this guy in the blue right here is going to play defense. He's going to help over and take a charge. Then as he takes the charge, Shaka Smart's going to roll the ball toward this side. The player's going to pop up and go dive after that ball and save it from going out of bounds throw it to a teammate. He's then going to hop up. Shaka Smart's going to bounce a ball high here that's going to go out of bounds here. The player's going to sprint across, jump up, grab the ball, and throw it to a team. Wow. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it does. So this is this is, should be right queued up to where it starts. So the guy's playing defense. Smart passes it. The guy comes over, takes the charge. There's a ball rolling. He saves it, throws it to a teammate. He gets up. Smart bounces the ball that he has to save from going out of bounds. And what do you call that? We just called it our loose ball and charge drill. Shaka Smart calls it his multiple effort. So you, you, what you're doing is you're working on multiple things at once. And again, it's that what we, what we like to call the toughness. It's taking a charge. Right. It's diving for a ball, but staying in, you know, learning how to stay in bounds, control it, pass it to a teammate. 
then get up, hustle to the other side of the court. So it's all those, you know, it's all those little things that I think any coach talks about, the 50-50 balls, the getting on the floor, you know, the willingness to take a charge, all that kind of toughness that any athlete in your gym can do. And you do that every day? Every day. And there's no variation on it? No, I, we might switch sides of the floor. Okay, and then have you noticed things because you're doing it every day, like good or bad things? There's some complacency that comes. I think okay. that's natural when you're doing something every day, so we have to motivate them a little bit better okay. sometimes. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's that's always my concern with that is like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. It's like the like I got to eat cereal every day for breakfast, really? You know? <laughs> I, I did I, have I, one veteran coach that I'm friends with this year. goes, you really do a charge drill every day in, in today's society? He's like, you don't, you're not worried about someone complaining or whatever? I said, if they complain, I do a charge drill. No, I, I love the drill. I'm just <laughs> saying, I just, I, I'm, to keep them engaged, is all, that's awesome. I love that. And it's, it teaches everything you said it does. It's perfect. And like I said, it, there, it takes no extra human effort. You don't have to be the best basketball, you don't have to be the best shooter, you, and and nothing. You can, and you can stand out. Maybe show me something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just effort. And I think I put in the notes that I sent you, the two things we talk about every day are attitude and effort. I talk to my sixth grade students about that too. Those are the only two things you can control when you wake up every day. I have no control whether it's raining, but I have a control over how I deal Right. Does it affect my attitude? There's no such thing as bad weather, only poorly dressed people. My dad's theory. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's like there's no bad weather. Just dress properly. It's, like, <laughs> it's raining, bring an umbrella. I don't bring an umbrella. What the hell? If it's cold, that's attitude. Though. That's attitude, though. That's right. attitude. I love that. Yeah. So we do that and then we move to a bar. And, okay, so so eight minutes. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of the eight minutes thing. I got the 10 minutes stretch, blah, blah, blah. Tell them about the day. Get us, get us focused. But then eight minutes. So how many people are on your team? Well, we had. Uh, we started with 22. We finished with 17 in the gym this year. Okay, so then does everybody get one rep? How does that work? Yep. You have two everybody co- gets two- one rep. Everyone gets one rep through. I don't have enough coaches to be. I would love to be able to do it on both sides. Okay, okay. I just don't have enough personnel Obviously. in the gym. Okay. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Make sure you go over and check us out on Teach Hoops um, on YouTube. That's really important. You can also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, you, if you want to become a better basketball coach, everyone needs a mentor. I've had several of them. I want to be your mentor and help you become a better coach, help you with all those obstacles that kind of stand in your way. Um, and also make sure if you, if you really want to help us out, you can go down below and click on our Amazon link. Um, that would bookmark that every time you shop, we get a small little commission and it helps us um, with our expenses of, of running this podcast. All right, let's get back to the podcast. You know, when I came from the college game initially where we have this army of managers, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, to do all these things. And then like, I'm doing everything. I'm coaching freshman basketball. No, I, well, I told somebody too. I told somebody too, that when you're, when you're, the lower you are, the more you should coach from the center of the court. Yes. Right? Because you got to see everything. I can, I, I've got enough assistance that I don't even always have to do that. I can even move to the end line sometimes and move see yeah. other angles. But when you're, when you've got 22 freshmen and you're trying to run practice, you better coach from the center of the damn court because you got to see everything at all times. Like, you gotta be, your head's got to be on a swivel. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we say that the lower you go down, the more you should actually get paid. Yes. It, yeah, it is. It is paid. There. Yeah, you're right. It is true. Okay. But I think uh, cutting my teeth in freshman basketball is definitely valuable. Oh, I think you should coach it every, I tell people ask about you want to be a coach and i say well, you know what you need to do you need to go coach it doesn't matter yeah. what you're coaching just go coach you know you're gonna learn something if you're coaching your sixth graders in basketball you would learn just as much as i learned probably in a year absolutely you know because <laughs> there would be no downtime downtime kills practices yeah. <laughs> can't have any downtime with sixth graders okay, yeah so I, then- I have i 
I have two assistant coaches, a JV coach. Then we have a, a freshman coach. We didn't have a freshman team this year, so he was in the gym with me this year. I'm hoping next year a buddy of mine is going to volunteer with us. That'd be nice. Get another yeah. set of eyes in the gym. It's always good. I always tell coaches, find as many bodies as you can. Mm-hmm. They trust and they can come, yes. The biggest thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, one of the practice plans is when, when you want to focus on offense, you know, this was the problem with the freshman coach. I'd be like, all right, we want to run through our offenses here. I would start with that intention, and 30 seconds into it, I'd see us playing terrible defense. Right. And then you're talking about the deep and you know, you just can't watch both of them at the same time. You can, but you have to try to focus on one. Yeah. There's oftentimes I'll tell a coach you're, you're, I'm, I'm dealing with defense. You were worried yep. about the offense, you know, cause you, you got to do that. And that's the pluses of moving up is that you can have, you can, you can be more finite in, in what you're looking at for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Cone drill. Cone drill. I'm going to go to my other camera here. This is a ball handling drill. Okay. It's sort of adjusted from other people, but I kind of made it my own. What we do is we set up a cone. One, two, three, four, five, six spots. And then on the other side, same thing, six spots. Okay. So I'll have a line down here and a line down here. Each kid will have a ball. Okay. Every, start, everybody's got a ball. Everybody's got a ball. They're going to start by dribbling with their left hand. And this is always important, and I always have to harp on this. They're going to take two hard, quick dribbles between these two cones. And then they're going to make a crossover, left hand to right hand, keeping the ball low. Then they're going to take two hard dribbles with their right hand and cross over right to left. So we're going left hand, cross over left to right. Go here, cross over right to left. And now we're attacking this cone as if it's a defender. Okay. So they're going to, they're going to have the ball in their left hand. They're going to attack hard here, cross over, and take a jump shot on one side. The other side's doing the exact same thing. And on this side, they're going to take a layup. So we go through that twice. And it, you're talking 12-foot jumper? Are you talking three-point jumper? No, inside of three. Inside of three. Inside of three, okay. Maybe later in the year with a couple of my three-point shooters, I'll let them pull up from three. But for the most part, right, it's just a, a step-in jumper. And then here's a right-handed layup. Using okay. the glass. If they miss the layup, push-ups, 10 push-ups. Okay. Yep. The first one is across, so they go through it twice. So they're going to go once on this side, once on this side, second time on this side, second time on this side. Two times, two reps yep. for everything. The second one, we're going between the legs at each cone, okay? Between the legs, between the legs. Third time, we're going around the back. Again, the important thing I always harp on them is it's two dribbles, then the move. Okay. Two hard dribbles, learn to dribble in compact spaces. Yep. And so how, how, do they cheat? how do they cheat on this? How do they cheat on it is they don't take two – they take one dribble and then the second dribble is the move. Okay, because I'm always yeah. looking for how people cheat on their drill. Absolutely, they, so yeah. You, you, <laughs> so you, you have to harp on them to do the two dribbles. Yes, right. The lazy kids who dribble high or aren't going to stay <laughs> compact right, they're going to take one dribble do the move. Okay. So it's crossovers and between the legs and behind the back. Then the fourth one gets a little confusing we have to slow down and, and show the kids they're going to do a spin move at the first cone then they're going to do a crossover because you don't want them to spin 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 then the kid's going to get dizzy and fall over right so it's spin <laughs> spin cross spin cross and then here it'll be spin into the move okay okay yep. and then the last one they do each move crossover between the legs around the back spin move and then here they do whichever move they want just one move to create a creative move yes okay yeah 
that. So they're working on all the moves you're going to do with a dribble. They're getting a ton of ball handling. And how they're long does conditioning. this take? If we do it right, it doesn't take any longer than 10. The first couple times, you know, with new kids in the gym, you got to explain it, break it down. But if it's done right and it's great conditioning, because if you think about it, I, I can't count. One, two. They're basically making 20 trips up and down the court. So they're conditioning. They're working on their ball handling. They're shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're doing just about everything but passing, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And they're yeah. working on all the different moves. And I say, listen, if you have trouble going around the back, this is the time to practice it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Screw up now. Who cares if you mess up now? Right. I this I turnover that. doesn't count in this drill. And what do you, so let's say a kid messes up on that third cone. Do you make them go back to the first cone or do you make them start where they were? They usually start where they were. Okay. Usually just start. And do you have any backlog issues? Like there can be. If kids go in the right order, you don't have backlog. Okay. That's one of my other ones. When I've done a drill like this, I end up with backlog. And so like, I almost got to say, you can't even, the next guy can't even start until he gets the half court kind of thing. I say third cone. Third cone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And right. If you don't want to say, listen, Billy goes first in this drill, but you hope that the hierarchy starts to work itself out. <laughs> you hope. Right. <laughs> it doesn't always do that. All right. Let's go back to the practice plan. And you call that what? Where is that? Uh, I just call it the cone drill. Cone drill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> don't be over creative, people. I'm yeah. telling you. You don't need to on your drills. I agree. But it should have a name just so kids know. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my. Okay. So if Perfect. I say cone drill, they know, boom, we got to get the ball. But again, this beginning of practice becomes so second nature that they know what we're moving to next. So yes, there can be complacency issues, but it's also, they know exactly what's coming next. So they're moving into the next drill right when we're done. I love that. Okay, so two things. First of all, I need you to put, put yourself back in the corner so I can see you because I'd rather really see oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no worries. And then how do you transition from, how do you transition from drill to drill? Like the first 45 minutes is pretty fast as my guess. Mm -hmm. um, is and it there wound a up being quicker than 45 minutes as, as the season goes on. Okay. Um, what about later? What about the rest of the practice? Is that a, how do you transition? Poorly. Do you have a magic elixir to that? Um, I don't. I don't. Um, uh, I do a lot of my teaching early. Um, mm -hmm. so I think that does help with transition. Um, I also time them on their transition for drill. Okay. Um, well, I like that. And I also have my assistant coaches getting the next drill ready. I did a good job of that. Of my yep. So they're already talking players. to kids. They're getting pennies on. They're saying, hey, we're going and doing five by four next or whatever we're doing. Right. So, and we, and we use the clock. I use the clock all the time, like eight minutes, eight minutes on the clock. So they know when it's getting down to seven, we're going to be transitioning soon. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, I like to get in and out as fast as I can and as precise as I can. So that's my argument to them. If we do this right, you're going to, you know, you can get out of here sooner. Yes. Go, you know, go see your chicky Lala and snuggle in the parking lot, you know? So perfect. All right, let's go back to that. Where's the, so cone drill. Yep. So we're at full court closeouts. This is again, something you do every day, every day. Okay. Working on closing out and again, conditioning. All these drills, you know, the loose ball charge drill is not great conditioning, but right. this cone drill and the full core closeouts, and then we're going to run next. I mean, it is conditioning, 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 conditioning. Okay, so full core closeout, what's that? All right, I'm going to go back to the board here. Okay. So again, here we're going to start with two lines, a line here and a line here. And there's going to be a cone, and then we did a poly spot. And then a cone, and a poly, cone, and a poly. And so for the for the people that are listening to this, if you don't have cones, you can use chairs. If you don't have the dots, you can use um, painter's tape. Painter's tape yes. is a cheap way of doing it. You can use helpline, you can use pack. Painter's tape is the best thing for a court because it won't mess up court mm -hmm. um, and it, it comes up real fast. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, get creative. Garbage can. Put garbage cans. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. The, yeah. The, the kids you don't like, put them at the elbow. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not going to play. He doesn't have to worry about closing <laughs> hey, out. Hey, John, go stand at the elbow. You're, ne you're, that, you're never playing. <laughs> so <laughs> true. So we're closing out to a cone, okay? 
Okay. We're sprinting, breaking down, chopping our feet, keeping our butt low. We're getting both hands high, and we do we do a, a both two hands together high. high oh, you do that. Yeah. And what? So I'm gonna pause for a second. I want to hear your theory on that. So, um, because I've I'm a stats teacher. Uh, so why don't you close out with the hand that's closest to the shooter? So a right-handed shooter. I should because the math says if you close out with the left hand versus the right hand, mm -hmm. your the percentages drop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So 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 think about it. So if I'm sitting here shooting right and i go up with the shot if you close out with your left hand your left hand the percentages drop almost 10 percent. that if i close out with the opposite. okay um our but, thought process behind it is we're not only closing out for the shot we're closing out for the pass ah uh, okay okay i don't so know you're if your guys have but my i get more passes whipped over my guy's heads really okay okay that's interesting now do you think that double hand close out you're more vulnerable for off the dribble a little bit yes okay okay yeah absolutely i will yes but uh, okay. you know philosophically you're giving up one the you know, oh that's cost benefit trust me you got to read yeah. your teams yeah, 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 yeah i get that okay my 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 biggest my biggest pet piece is you better close out or, you, or, right. or just walk over here because you're sitting your butt down, man. You ain't playing if you don't close out. Right. The kids that run out and stare at a kid. Well, that doesn't do anything. Right. And the little pokey thing at the belly button. I go, what are you doing? You think they're a balloon? What the hell? That that, that ain't gonna a shooter ain't even gonna notice you hit him in the no. stomach. It's like I hate my them. best oh, athlete. shooter, you hit me in the stomach, I'm laughing at you because the ball's going through the basket. My best athlete this year closed out like this. One hand would kind of reach out. And I'm like, can you just put both of your athletic long hands up in the air? Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go, let's go back. So you do the cone, and then what? What are the dots for? Okay, so we're closing out to the cone, high hand. Then we're dropping down, and we're sliding to the poly. Okay. Defensive slide to the poly, and the reason I have the poly spot out there to answer your question, so they don't cheat the drill. So okay. they have to go around the poly and then sprint and close out to the next cone. So it's basically close out, slide, close right. out, slide, slide, go around the poly, close out, slide, go around the poly, I love close that. out, slide, and we're going on the other side. Too. And are you going at the same time? Yep. Okay. So you don't have to do this very long. We usually go up and down four times. And is this help? I hope so. Um, I think so. Okay. I think so. Again, it was. <laughs> I love that. I hope so. I think so. <laughs> you should work in the White House. Um, yeah, we'll right, yeah, exactly. Very good. Uh, very good political answer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope so. I think so. Hey, just drink some Lysol. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, this is not a political show. I'm sorry. It's just, no, it's, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's funny. my, like, like I do that in class. You should see it sometimes. They go, Mr. Collins, you should do your stand-up. I go, I start doing my stand-up. Half of you are going to start crying. So stop. I, I don't. First of all, my kids don't even know I do stand-up and my jokes would not play well in the school. I go, I go, I they go, well, what do you do when someone heckles you? I go, I never go after the heckler. I go after the who they're with. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm going to make fun of the girlfriend because then yep. he's going to shut his ass up because he's too drunk to know any better but he knows if i come after her he's done like they go, what do you mean i go don't start like it's pretty funny anyway um all right, yeah so I, I think i think it was something we really wanted to work on this year was closing out getting our hands up not having as many no, the only reason i asked the question is is like i think it's a great drill and i think it i mean i i wouldn't i i that's like a minute drill for me i think i would just boom boom done i just mm -hmm. wondering what the what the uh what the what the cross how that correlates to what you see in a game for your guy right. i don't know i mean i know where our closeouts come i know that we get burn off the dribble on our closeout so we work on closeout and then helping on the drive and stuff i think it's great for mm -hmm. footwork um that's why i asked i just didn't know how long you did that for but um again it's even going up and down four times it's pretty quick the second week you do that i bet they get boom 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 done yep. okay 
And again, conditioning, boom, it's quick, but they're they're moving, they're sliding. Are they saying uh, you know, it's a, are they talking? Uh we yell we do yell shot on the shot. Okay. And then and the and the sliding is a good time for my assistant coaches to look to see which kids are really getting down in the stance so that when we go do some defensive work, mm-hmm. we kind of know what kids we need to really work on to get down in the stance. Yeah, you're slow as molasses in January. You better get yeah. your ass in the yeah. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, please go over and leave that five star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify by ACAST, wherever you listen to these podcasts. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is my baby. Um, Learn all my secrets of how I was able to win 80% of my high school games, three state titles, multiple conference championships. Um, Let me help you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.